Let us pray. Almighty God, who through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, has overcome death and opened unto us the gate of everlasting life, we humbly beseech you that, as you put into our minds good desires, so by your continual help we may bring the same to good effect. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. The eighth day, the day of the new creation. The Gospel according to Luke, the twenty-fourth chapter. On the first day of the week, at early dawn, they and some others came to the tomb, bringing the spices which they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They entered in, and didn't find the Lord Jesus' body. While they were greatly perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling white. Becoming terrified, they bowed their faces down to the earth. They said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He isn't here, but is risen. Remember what he told you when he was still in Galilee, saying that the Son of Man must be delivered up into the hands of sinful men, and be crucified and the third day rise again? They remembered his words, returned from the tomb, and told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now they were Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and Mary, the mother of James. The other women with them told these things to the apostles. These words seemed to them to be nonsense, and they didn't believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves, and he departed to his home, wondering what had happened. Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen indeed! Alleluia! Let us go forth in peace in the name of the Lord! Amen.
I awake, I am still with thee. Alleluia! Thou laid thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. Even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. When I awake, I am still with thee. Alleluia! Thou lay thine hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. Alleluia!
Old Testament lesson for the resurrection of our Lord is written in the 25th chapter of the book of the prophet Isaiah, beginning at the 6th verse. In this mountain, the Lord of armies will make all peoples a feast of choice meat, a feast of choice wines, a choice meat full of marrow, of well-refined choice wines. He will destroy in this mountain the surface of the covering that covers all peoples and the veil that is spread over all nations. He has swallowed up death forever. The Lord God will wipe away tears from off all faces. He will take the reproach of his people away from off all the earth, for the Lord has spoken it. It shall be said in that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him, and he will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. We will be glad and rejoice in his salvation. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. The epistle is written in the 15th chapter of the first epistle to the Corinthians, beginning at the first verse. Now I declare to you, brothers, the gospel which I preach to you, which also you received, in which you also stand, by which also you are saved, if you hold firmly the word which I preach to you, unless you believed in vain. For I delivered to you, first of all, that which I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then the twelve. Then he appeared to over five hundred brothers at once, most of whom remain until now, but some have also fallen asleep. 
Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to the child born at the wrong time, he appeared to me also. For I am the least of the apostles, who is not worthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God I am what I am. His grace which was given to me was not futile, but I worked more than all of them. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Whether then it is I or they, so we preach, and so you believed. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Thanks be to God. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. O give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, because his mercy endureth forever.
Alleluia, Alleluia, Alleluia. Alleluia, Christ our Passover is sacrificed for us. Alleluia. The Holy Gospel is according to St. John, the 20th chapter. Glory be to thee, O Lord. Now on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went early, while it was still dark, to the tomb, and saw the stone taken away from the tomb. Therefore she ran and came to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, whom Jesus loved, and said to them, They have taken away the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have laid him. Therefore Peter and the other disciple went out, and they went toward the tomb. They both ran together. The other disciple outran Peter and came to the tomb first. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths lying, yet he didn't enter in. Then Simon Peter came, following him, and entered into the tomb. He saw the linen cloths lying, and the cloth which had been on his head, not lying with the linen cloths, but rolled up in a place by itself. So then the other disciple who came first to the tomb also entered in, and he saw and believed. For as yet they didn't know the scripture, that he must rise from the dead. So the disciples went away again to their own homes. But Mary was standing outside at the tomb, weeping. So as she wept, she stooped and looked into the tomb, and she saw two angels in white sitting, one at the head and one at the feet, where the body of Jesus had lain. They asked her, Woman, why are you weeping? She said to them, Because they have taken away my Lord, and I don't know where they have laid him. When she had said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing, and didn't know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? She, supposing him to be the gardener, said to him, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have laid him, and I will take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him, Rabboni, which is to say, Teacher. Jesus said to her, Don't hold me, for I haven't yet ascended to my father. But go to my brothers and tell them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord and that he had said these things to her. Here ends the gospel. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Christ, being raised from the dead, dieth no more. Death hath no more dominion over him. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia, alleluia. Christ was delivered for our offenses and raised again for our justification. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Ghost. In that he liveth, he liveth unto God. Alleluia.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today our Lord is risen. Today your baptism finds its fulfillment. Today the church will reign. Christ says, I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Three days ago we heard, it is finished, that all had been fulfilled in Christ's death. And in that death, by his handing over his spirit, blood, and water, we heard how all which had been fulfilled has been given to us in baptism, that our baptism is the death of Christ, in which we were baptized. Yes, all was fulfilled by and in Christ's death, but that's not where it ends. If all had ended in Christ's death, then our faith, as Paul says, would be futile. Our preaching would be in vain. We would be of all people most to be pitied. For we know that because of sin we all die in Adam. But what good would Christ's death be if he had remained in the tomb? What difference would it it have made to us? The end in Christ would have been the same as the end in Adam. If Christ remained in the tomb, there would be no hope. We'd still face the terror of actual death. And what victory is there in that? Yes, Christ was delivered up for our offenses, and he was raised for our justification. Yes, all was fulfilled in his death, and his victory is revealed to us in his resurrection. Yes, he suffered humiliation in death at the hands of men, and now he is risen in glory. In this resurrection, your baptism finds its fulfillment. You were baptized into the death of Christ, In the waters you went down, and there the old man, the old Adam, went and died and drowned in the waters, so that in the waters you died with Christ. In that watery death you received the Spirit of Christ, with his forgiveness and victory over sin, death, and the devil. And in those waters which washed over you, that was his blood. The waters that washed over you was his blood in which you were given his life. There you were made a new creation in him, and you became there a child of God. From that day, baptism has continued to work in your life. Every day your old Adam dies more and more in those waters. And every day, the new man in Christ rises more and more to holiness. Because you did not go into the waters of baptism just to die, Yes, of course, that's what happens in baptism. But if death in Christ is all that happens in baptism, if we never were to rise from the waters, then what would be the point? It would all just be death. So you went into the waters a repentant sinner, and you came out a saint. You went into the waters and died, so that you would rise again. You went into the waters dead in Adam, so that also you may be made alive in Christ. Your baptism begins in the font, but it is not finished there. It comes into fulfillment at the resurrection. Three days ago, you saw the price of your sin on the cross. Today, in the resurrection of Christ, you see the fulfillment of baptism, which will come in your resurrection to life eternal, of which Christ is the firstfruits in this resurrection. For right now, in your baptism, you have been given a new heart, but you still live in the sinful flesh, in the sinful world. 
But on that day, on that day of the resurrection, when you are baptized with fire, you will be raised with a new heart and a new purified body in Christ. In this resurrection, the church herself will reign. St. Paul says, each in his own order, Christ the firstfruits, then at his coming, those who belong to Christ, that is, the church. Then comes the end, when he delivers the kingdom, that is, the church, to God the Father after destroying every rule and every authority and power. For he must reign until he has put all enemies under his feet. Christ is the firstfruits of the resurrection, and then the church will rise after him at his coming. Christ goes to ascend to his Father and to our Father, to his God and our God. And he is our Father and God in baptism too. And as Christ's Father is our Father, that means not only will we one day rise with Christ, we will also ascend with Christ into the presence of the Father. On that day, Christ will bring all powers in this world to an end, and he alone will reign in the world to come. And as Christ's Father is our Father, that means not only will Christ one day reign in the flesh, it means we will also reign with him in the world to come. For as Christ has now ascended and has been given all power and authority over heaven and earth, so also on the last day we will ascend with him in all power and authority. In this last day, with Christ, the church will reign. All this is the resurrection reality, which is promised to us now and will be fully realized soon. I am ascending to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Today the Lord is risen. Today your baptism finds its fulfillment. Today the church will reign. Amen. Now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.
O Lord, have mercy upon us. O Christ, have mercy upon us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Grant, we beseech you, Almighty God, that we who celebrate the solemnities of the Lord's resurrection may by the renewal of your Holy Spirit rise again from the death of the soul. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, ever one God, world without end. Amen. Almighty and most merciful God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give you thanks for all your goodness and tender mercies, especially for the gift of your dear Son and for the revelation of your will and grace. And we beseech you, so to implant your word in us that, in good and honest hearts, we may keep it and bring forth the fruits of faith by patient continuance and well-doing. Most heartily we beseech you so to rule and govern your church Catholic, with all her pastors and ministers, that we may be preserved in the pure doctrine of your saving word, whereby faith toward you may be strengthened, love and charity increased in us toward all mankind, and your kingdom extended. Send forth laborers into your harvest, and sustain those whom you have sent, that the word of reconciliation may be proclaimed to all people, and the gospel preached in all the world. Grant health and prosperity to all who are in authority, especially to Joseph, our President, the Congress of these United States, Kim, our Governor, the Legislature of this State, and to all our judges and magistrates, and endue them with grace to rule after your good pleasure, to the maintenance of righteousness, and to the hindrance and punishment of wickedness, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. May it please you also to turn the hearts of our enemies and adversaries, that they may cease their enmity and hostilities, and be inclined to walk with us in meekness and in peace. All who are in trouble, want, sickness, anguish of labor, peril of death, or any other adversity, especially those who are in suffering for your name's sake, comfort, O God, with your Holy Spirit, that they may receive and acknowledge their afflictions as the manifestation of your fatherly will. Especially do we pray for those that we name in our hearts at this time. Although we have deserved your righteous wrath and manifold punishments, yet we entreat you, O most merciful Father, remember not the sins of our youth nor our many transgressions, but out of your unspeakable goodness, grace, and mercy, defend us from all harm and danger of body and soul. Preserve us from false and pernicious doctrine, from war and bloodshed, from plague and pestilence, from all calamity by fire and water, from hail and tempest, from failure of harvest and from famine, from anguish of heart and despair of your mercy, and from an evil death. And in every time of trouble, 
show yourself a very present help, the Savior of all men, and especially of them that believe. Cause all needed fruits of the earth to prosper, that we may enjoy them in due season. Give success to the Christian training of the young, to all lawful occupations on land, sea, and air, and to all pure arts and useful knowledge, and crown them with your blessing. Receive, O God, our bodies and souls and all our talents, together with the offerings we bring before you. For by his blood your Son has purchased us to be your own, that we may live under him in his kingdom. As we are strangers and pilgrims on earth, help us by true faith and a godly life to prepare for the world to come, doing the work you have given us to do while it is day, before the night comes when no one can work. And when our last hour shall come, support us by your power and receive us into your everlasting kingdom. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, Almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by thy governance, may be righteous in thy sight. Through Jesus Christ, thy Son, our Lord, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, ever one God, world without end. Amen.